All right, onside kicks. Here we go. We are back for the 2022 fantasy football season. It is great to be back. We had our draft a few weeks ago. Feels like forever ago, honestly. Um, it's been a long time between the draft and now, but I kind of like it that way. We had time to kind of talk through some things as a league. We got the punishments locked down. The firm got involved, which I love. Uh, I love to see the the kind of content that comes from that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, no big injuries have happened in the last, you know, couple, few weeks since the draft, which is good. Usually there's one or two. So I like doing it that way. I don't know if we'll do it that way going forward, but uh, I thought it worked out really well. So we'll get right to it. Um, we'll start with punishments. We have all of our punishments in except for Matt Karloff. He is the lone outstanding member to submit his punishment. I would hate to have to choose it for him, but if I have to, I will. Uh, so we'll see if Matt Karloff chooses his own destiny or if a destiny will be chosen for him. So, Loaf, get it in, okay? We know you don't struggle with that. So please, you have less than a day to get it in, okay? We need it. Um, punishments. Four people chose the track meet. Jesse Tenney, Aaron Oshner, Trevor Lighting, Nate Meter. So those four chose the track meet. Still workshopping uh, watch ideas. I don't know if that'll be the, the track watch, the run watch, uh, but we'll figure it out. I would love any and all ideas from the league. Uh, the stand-up comedy routine, we had three selections. It was from Sammy, Sloan, and Esto. So three people chose stand-up, maybe comedy watch. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll workshop it. And then two people so far are on the bodybuilding competition, and that's Jacob and Will. So four, three, and two, pretty even. I mean, that, that kind of means that the punishment ideas were good. They were fair. They were relatively even, you know. Uh, we'll see what Loaf chooses but I'm very happy with the results of the punishments. So that's it there. Uh, we'll go on now to Black Shirt Briefing, a new segment that I'll probably be doing every week. It's the Black Shirt Briefing. Um, I, as you all know, placed a fairly large wager on Nebraska over seven and a half wins this season. And so each week I'll kind of tell you how I'm feeling, how that bet looks, and kind of where we stand uh, as it relates to this week. And week zero, we got off to a tough start. I'm, I'm going to admit, I was not expecting Nebraska to lose to Northwestern. 13-point favorite. Not, it wasn't even on my radar for a game that they could lose. I thought they were going to mollywop Northwestern. It didn't happen. So the Blackshirts failed to show up for that game in Dublin. Um, they brought Everything but the black shirts with them. So offense looked good. The defense was atrocious. They couldn't tackle anybody. So, you know, you take an L there. I think you, there's still a path to win eight games. So I was thinking, you know, bounce back against North Dakota. And that game didn't look good either. So they, I think they were tied at halftime. And then, you know, they kind of had to figure it out in the second half. They kind of pulled away. But it was not as convincing a win as I hoped. So, I mean, my hand is very close to the panic button at this point. But 
we're gonna we're gonna hold course and just believe in the process that Scott Frost has built. Um, you know, he said the Big Ten was gonna have to change for him for his offense. So I'm gonna believe in that. So hand is close to the panic button. I don't feel great, but there's still a path to eight wins. I'm gonna be optimistic there. Um, I will admit I could only place 20% of my maximum betting like pool of money on the bet. So the sportsbook I use, they only allow you to place 20% of your betting maximum on a season-long bet. They kind of don't want money to be held up in those season-long bets that take forever to clear out. So I was only able to put $200 on the season-long over. But there will be a game of the year, a lock of the year from Sloan K at some point where I'll use the other chunk um, that I that I kind of set aside to use. So more to come there. It will be on a Nebraska game, uh, whether it's on Nebraska or on the team they're playing, but it, I'll keep it in-house. Um, lastly, we have draft grades. And I'm going to just kind of lump everybody into tiers um, as not to bore you. I think Will, John, and Osh had the strongest drafts. I think all of those drafts were in the A category. I think, uh, you know, Will and John may be an A+. Plus. I, I think those drafts were phenomenal. I think John, his really stood out to me as being really good. He had a good keeper, so did Will. And then Osh, the guy says he doesn't prepare, but after looking at this roster, I find that very hard to believe. It's a great roster. He waited on quarterback and Russ fell to him. I. I find it hard to believe that he doesn't prepare, but if that's true, then it's even more impressive. Um, so Osh in the A category. Loaf, Jesse, Sloan, Sammy. I'm going to put those in the B tier. I think all of the drafts were, were good. I mean, I could see any of those four teams winning the league. I could see any of them getting 10th. It depends on injuries, what happens throughout the year, uh, waiver moves, things like that. I thought Sammy and Jesse had the two best keepers in the league, and what they did with those keepers, I wasn't, like, over the moon about, I guess I, I, I could say. Sammy takes big swings every year. It's how he got Jamar Chase. That was his keeper. But what he did, aside from having Jamar Chase, I didn't, it didn't blow me away. But, hey, you know, Sammy takes big swings, and if, if a couple of those guys work out in his favor, then he could absolutely make a run at this thing. Same thing with uh, Jesse. We'll get to it in the PW podium with Will, who was our guest this week. But uh, a couple of the picks were just kind of head scratchers for Jesse. I thought, you know, starting with CMC at 1-1, which I would have done the same thing. You know, you're already putting yourself in a really good spot, starting with him and then Debo as your keeper. But I think you could have gone, you know, different direction a few places. Obviously, as Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, the team is, is going to be really good if they stay healthy, but, uh, and then, you know, Sloan and, and Loaf, I thought they're good teams, not great, but, uh, that's, that's kind of all there is to say there. The last tier, the C tier, as I'd call them, Lighting, Nate, and Jacob. Jacob's got to prove it to me. Um, he's gotten worse every year he's been in this league. His finishes per Cochran Woods archives are three, four, five, seven, ten. So he's got to prove it to me that he can get better. Um, you know, he was, he rode the bus last year. So you, you just got to prove it to me. I'll believe it when I see it with him. 
He doesn't have a ton of depth. The tight end move was questionable. Getting a second tight end instead of like getting depth with running back and receiver, but he's never been worried about depth. It's just not how he operates. So he's going to be on watch. He's going to be on body watch 2.0, body watch V2, whatever we want to call it. He's on watch right now. Um, Lighting, I think it could be a similar situation with lighting where he starts the year off really poorly and then kind of builds as the year goes on. The Hopkins pick, um, he always plays for the playoffs. He doesn't play for week one. So uh, I, I just I wasn't thrilled with his draft. Uh, he could absolutely prove me wrong, though. And then Nate Meter. I didn't love Nate's draft. He didn't have a keeper, which hurts to begin with. Uh, but then, you know, he went Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, so two really good receivers. And then he kind of had a panic for running back with how the running backs fell in the first two rounds. Nate kind of had a panic. Went with Zeke and David Montgomery, who kind of low-ceiling guys, safe options, but I wouldn't say that they could be, like, league winners at any point. But uh, then he kind of filled it out, filled the roster out with a lot of rookies, a lot of guys he's betting on um, that haven't really proven it. So, you know, that's sometimes that's a really good strategy. You can get guys at discounts that haven't proven it, and they go off. But I just didn't love the draft. So I'm going to put Nate on watch as well. Track watch, run watch, whatever you want to call it, we'll get there. Maybe, you know, week three, I would say, we'll have the watches definitively down. But Nate and Jacob right now are on watch. So that's it for the podcast. I'm addicted to long podcasts. I'm sorry that you have to listen to 30 minutes of me and then me and Will, who is our guest this week. Um, I won't apologize for anything, honestly. So I take back the apology. Uh, I hope you enjoy it at least next week, first fastest two minutes of the year. Get ready for it. Everybody have a great season. Have a great week one, except for Sammy. Boys, we are back. So as always, fuck you guys. Well, what's up? How's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? great man welcome back it's a pleasure Absolute yeah pleasure can't believe football is finally back yes um two-time champion one-time loser of the league <laughs> cochran woods back with another uh maybe version of the archives a new and improved archives yeah you could say that um i think I have to thank Esto, probably his motivation for this. Um, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, right at the end of the last season, I think it was, I don't remember if it was during the playoffs or even maybe down the stretch of the regular season. I think I, think I kind of realized that my team was probably not going to win it this year. And John uh, was asking questions about like, was this the most, you know, most points scored or fewest points scored in a week for the league? And, it made me realize that that was some information that would be fun to have just kind of available whenever we wanted. So yeah. Yeah. Went and into the deep archives and, and fished it all out. Yes. I have the, I have the archives pulled up now and it's quite possibly the greatest spreadsheet that I've laid eyes on personally, <laughs> but yeah, it's got, I mean, it's got standings. It's got a power ranking system that you created 
which is yeah. phenomenal. It has matchup history, individual stats, league records, punishments, and the new and improved schedule, which is probably my favorite piece because like we've just ran it back every year on the schedule. So the same people play the same people twice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was kind of the whole point was, I mean, try to have some fun with it, but also try to make sure you're not just playing the same opponents twice. I mean, if we ever decided we wanted to do divisions or something like that, then I think that makes sense. But yeah, there's no reason you should have played someone like five or six times <laughs> and someone else 13 times at this point. So yeah, like I, I had played Tenny just an absurd amount of times and, and like you and I hadn't played each other a bunch and yeah. then also we have some some new uh i guess taglines or headlines for each week like we match you match them up based on i mean all kinds of different metrics the like week 1 is the rematch of the championship in the bus bowl yep yeah we have a, we have a career week where you matched up people based on their careers yeah, career fair day, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, homecoming week, which features you against Matt, the Hastings alums, me against Jacob, Jesse and Nate. I mean, these are some phenomenal matchups. <laughs> that, that's probably my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. No, so there should be a lot to look forward to throughout the season. I know you helped put together some names because some of it was – I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's a good thing I just enjoy doing this stuff because – it took me, I don't even remember how long it took me to do this because I just did it completely randomly and I had to make it so obviously like it worked so everyone could play each other, you know, two times or, or one time. And it was a lot of iterations, but we got there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. The, I mean, the schedule is very well put together and I'm just looking at some of the formulas in this spreadsheet and I mean, it's just a beaut. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not the most efficient, but yeah, we should uh, all maybe after after or the same time you release this pod, I can release the workbook. I feel like yeah, you should. I know people will make fun of me for how nerdy it is, but I I genuinely think people will enjoy looking at this. So we can talk about it some, but maybe we'll yeah. just throw it in the chat so people can take a look at yeah their individual stats and maybe some of the league records because yeah, it was it was definitely fun to put together. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I do want to highlight is that you have records on here and single game, most points you have number one, two, and three all time. <laughs> you, you own all three of them. So yeah. I, yeah, I was, I don't, wasn't sure if I should be proud of it when I put together the, the records, <laughs> the individual records page or not, because I pretty much have all of the, yeah. great, like all of the good <laughs> ones, but also I had by far the worst season out of anyone. Like, Jesse is the body issue year. He might have only won two games, but if you look at like fewest points scored, because that's in here too, I had, I think, I don't know. I just had like by far like that season looking back on it. I really don't. Maybe I just like blocked it in my memory, but I think that was by far the worst season anyone has had. Probably worse than the Drew Meyer year. Yeah, your volatility is just banana land. And Right, it was the year before we started a punishment, so you kind of oh, yeah, I lucked out, lucked out there, yep. but yeah, a couple things I added for the schedule. I added probably my favorite one I added was the pit versus the palace week. Oh, which, yeah, I did. Which, yeah, you sent me these, I did like that one a lot. It yeah. just worked out that we have a former league winner versus a non former league winner in every single matchup, 
So the pit versus the palace just made sense. Um, Nate was kind of a self-proclaimed <laughs> win. Which, it, yeah, it has an asterisk. But the other, all the other ones are, are a league winner against a non-league win- winner. So, I mean, yeah, we have it just means more week, which is like you versus Trevor, me versus Matt, Jesse versus Sammy. Those matchups that just kind of mean more. Yeah, kind of like a mini rivalry on uh-huh. whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Not quite rivalry, but just means more than some other weeks. So, yeah, I mean, definitely I think you should release this the same probably, what, Thursday before Thursday Night Football or, or whenever on Thursday Done. when the pod drops. Yep, I'll, I'll do that. Beautiful. And secondly, season outlook, what do you – how do you uh, – what are you thinking this year? You had a pretty good draft. You're in for my, my top three for draft three. grades. Yeah, Um. I don't know. I'm just always going to doubt myself until it actually happens. That's just like who I am. So I'll, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to give anything away for the P-Dub podium that we have upcoming where we're just going to go absolutely reckless. Yep. But um, I, I feel okay about my squad. There, a lot of things happened that I did not expect to happen during the draft um, with kind of who I ended up taking in the rounds, like, I had no expectation to take Justin Herbert in the third round. Like I never thought that would happen. And then for some reason it did. So, which I feel fine about, but it just wasn't something I was expecting to do. So yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be competitive. I was looking at the rosters before like we scheduled this just so I had some, yeah, just so I could be prepared. And I thought it was interesting. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of really good teams um jesse my i think jesse's might be my favorite team if christian mccaffrey stays healthy obviously um that's like the big thing but even with his team being really good i didn't really feel like there was one team that stood out like way above everyone else yeah so it it could be interesting i feel like there's not like a favorite coming into it this year I agree. I looked at, the, I did the same thing. And I think there's like four or five teams that are really, really good. Jesse's being one of them. Yours being one of them. John's being, I one thought of yours them. is in there, Matt. So I don't yeah. know. I'm, I, I honestly, I don't know if there's like a bad starting roster and maybe that's like the whole point is everyone gets hurt and that's when, <laughs> and that's when yeah, that's you true. maybe have your, your Trevor lightings who never have any depth. So you're more likely to be screwed over with an injury or two, but yep. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Well, fun. yeah, that, that takes us to the P-Dub podium. We're just going to set ourselves up for some cold, <laughs> cold takes, but we will do the P-Dub podium of draft worst draft picks from this season. So yep. which, which draft picks from, you know, a few weeks ago that we thought were just the worst. Yeah. And because you're the guest, I'll let you have one, one. So worst draft pick of 2022 we got so i feel like i actually if you're okay with it i'm gonna not take over as host but i want to see if we have the exact same person yep because i felt like there was one moment during the draft there were several moments where we were maybe questioning picks but it was you me matt and nate sitting at the back i think that was the four of us (laughs) up at the bar at jesse's lake lake house and i feel like there was one pick in particular where all four of us so it wasn't even just you and me just kind of like made eye contact with yep. each other and we're just yep. like what the hell just happened 
So I feel like on like the count of three, we need to see if we come up with the same person. Because I, I think there's one obvious one. And then after that, honestly, I didn't really feel too bad about yeah. anyone. I think but... I know where you're going. And yeah, let's, I, yeah, on the count of three, I'll go. All right. All right. One, two, three. Metcalf. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's one. It's one, one. It was just an absolute head scratcher. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he'll be fine. But in the third round to Jacob, for everyone or for those who maybe don't remember or haven't looked at everyone's rosters, I felt like that was just a pretty big reach, especially without a quarterback. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, probably could have gotten him two rounds later. I would think, I mean, there were so many good players. I, I looked at the players that went off after him and it was like, woof, just yeah. the court. It's the quarterback thing. It's not like a knock on DK Metcalf. Cause he's ridiculous, but it's just that he literally doesn't have a quarterback to throw to him. Now yeah, that Russ is going. exactly. I think I think you I think you drafted him at I think Jacob drafted him at his ceiling this yep. year because of the quarterback situation. Completely agree. Like if Russ is still there, then no problem with that pick at all. He might even go a little earlier. Yeah. So with all the you know a lot of receivers were kept, so it's not like there were a ton of great options. But I felt like there were a lot more at that point that I would have that I would have wanted to go with before that one. So that would be my, yeah, the first pick of the PW podium. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Easy one, one. Um, I'll go. So this was, I contemplated this being one, one as well. And it's Deshaun Watson, me picking Deshaun Watson. So I'll just, I'll just defend myself here. It felt dirty to pick him. I wanted nobody else to pick him. I wanted to make sure he wasn't a keeper next year, which is why I picked him. I knew I was he was going to be the guy that I dropped when I needed oh. to in- inevitably pick up a defense. But so you did it for the league. I wanted to make sure he wasn't a keeper next year. Don't I? I don't want to be called a hero here. But <laughs> yes, I. It's actually mainly because he's a really good football player, and I knew that if he was a keeper next year, he'd be a really good one. So yeah, when, that when was my only forgotten by then, by real thought process did. there. I dropped him like three days later and picked up the Broncos defense. But yeah, it was a terrible pick. So one, two, Deshaun. That's hilarious. I didn't realize <laughs> you had dropped him. I guess I haven't really been checking the app much since the game has the games haven't started yet. I yep. that was actually if you look, I, I made like a little list before. That was actually number one on my list before DK Metcalf. Yep, mine but too. I just figured you weren't gonna take it, <laughs> take your own draft pick. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think anything more needs to be said, but I, yeah. I agree with that one. That was high on my list. Hundred percent. I like it. Um number two for me, I'll go Jesse taking the Bills defense in round ten. Mm. So we have sixteen rounds and, and they play the Rams week and they, one. They play the Rams week one. So that's <laughs> that's my only knock is like I get that they're the number one defense probably by like projections. But they, I mean, he has to pick up another defense unless he wants to start them against like the Super Bowl champions, right? Right. So I just don't like the pick, especially in the tenth round, like two rounds before anybody else picked a defense. Yeah, and it's kind of known that like the the best whoever everyone thinks is the best defense going into the year never usually performs. Hands out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I like it. It's a good one. You're up. Okay, well let's just let's just uh, keep going after Jesse a little bit. Remember what I said earlier, Jesse. I think you might have the best team in the league, but 
it's actually two picks back to back. The five six turn. Nice. Josh Jacobs and Corderell Patterson. <laughs> I don't think there could be two back to back picks that are uglier than that. That's and, that's funny. I Josh Jacobs was on my list for for <laughs> Tanny as well. I just I feel like one of those guys will be fine, and because he has McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, like he'll be able to overcome it. But I mean, just yuck. Like <laughs> I don't think no one could be happier with those two guys on the roster. Like Cordero Patterson is like fifty years old, and Josh Jacobs has just. I don't know. He's been fine, I guess, but he's just not someone who I feel like you're ever happy to have on your team. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I just, you look at both those picks and you're it, like, neither of them really like gives you any excitement. Yeah. And I don't even know if they have like a safe floor. I think their floor could be like a pretty bad season. Too. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, I like that pick. Oh, um, am I up again? Yeah, you got the turn. Okay. Um, pick number three. How many rounds are we doing? Four? Four rounds, yep. All right. Pick number three, shout out Aaron Oshner. Um, and it was the 12th round for going kicker. Ooh. After Trevor Lighting goes kicker. So I feel like Trevor always does this, where he takes, like, just fills up his starting roster. Yep. And to be fair, like – Having a kicker, you know, you can start every week who's going to be really solid, like, respect it. I think the 12th round's a little early. Agreed. But what I think is worse than taking the first quick kicker in the 12th round is feeling like you have to follow that up to make sure you get your guy, get your kicker. So Aaron Oshner felt like he had to take a kicker in the 12th round so that way he didn't miss out on the on the kicker wave or something like yes. that. Yes, and there's always, like, one person that, once the first kicker gets taken, like the next one gets taken very quickly after, I feel like. Yeah. And I so, just, I just feel like it's kind of a weak move. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, I agree. I mean, Evan, Evan kick Fearson, great kicker. Yeah. Great kicker. But 12th round seems a little bit early and yeah, seems like kind of, uh, well, lighting took one. So now the, you know, it looks better if I take one now. Yeah. I like it. Sweet. Okay. I will go, yeah. and actually, I, I wrote this before a pretty big thing happened last week, but Antonio, Sam taking Antonio oh. Gibson. <laughs> I mean, now it looks better because he's going to be like the guy, but the, I mean, Brian Robert, Robinson or Robertson was announced like the starter pretty much for the, for the Manders, for the Commanders, and... I don't know. I just felt like there was some much better options than Antonio Gibson when Sammy took him in the sixth round with all the negative sixth round. Okay, negative I was, yeah, I was press. trying to look back real quick to see yeah. when that happened. All the negative press that Antonio Gibson's gotten this this uh this fall or this summer, I guess. And with his like fumbles and stuff in the preseason. But hey, I hey, mean, you know, Sammy, you know Sammy you took said? Jamar Chase last year in the I was, seventh that's round. That's what I was just going to say. You just set yourself up for it. It seems this is gonna oddly be the familiar. That we really regret now. <laughs> yes. Antonio Gibson is going to be a top five running back this year. Yeah. It seems oddly similar to the Jamar Chase thing last year. Yeah. Because that was probably the pick that got the most shit yeah. out of anyone last year. Yeah. Jamar Chase. Yeah, absolutely. That's hilarious. Um, And then my last pick, I'll go Jacob drafting – Zach Ertz. 
in the in the eighth round after yeah. he already had Darren Waller. Yeah. And nobody likes having two top eight tight ends more than Jacob Engel. He did the same thing last year with Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he's just like he's addicted to having two really good tight ends. Yeah. He's gotta know why. He has to have it. You're sure that was I was laughing because that was next on my list. Yes. Um like his and depth. We already we his, already we already called him out once, but yeah. I felt like it kind of didn't need to happen. His depth at running back and wide receiver was bad at this point, and he just doubles down on tight end. And and last year it was it made sense though because you had Kelsey and then Gronkowski was awesome. But I don't yeah. think there's a world where Zach Ertz can have the season <laughs> that Gronkowski had when he yeah. was healthy last year. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Last pick. All right, last one. Let's let's rile this kid up because you know if his name gets mentioned, he's not going to be happy about it. I'm going to say round six. This one, and I will say it's probably not as bad as some of the ones that we've said so far, but the, the last one I have on my list is Michael Thomas in the sixth round to Nate. Yeah. Agreed. I just feel like that's a really risky pick. And this might be the one for me that really blows up in my face. I'll admit that that's a possibility, but I just – I don't know. From what I've heard, there's like a good chance that Olave will probably be the number one, if not by the at the beginning of the year, at least later on. And Michael Thomas has like not played a game in two years. Yep. So there's a good chance that he just like says he's hurt and decides to collect checks and not play because he's done it before. Yeah. that And I get that he was like a really good wide receiver, but there was not a world where I would have ended up with Michael Thomas. Just because I, of where he was going. Like, I thought Olave in the, like, 10th or whatever round I got him was, like, as good of a bet as Thomas. And you're getting him, like, four rounds later, right? So, right, yeah. No, I like that pick. Any honorable mentions? I do have two honorable mentions. Okay, I've got one, too. I didn't like Loaf taking Mahomes in the, in the third. Okay. I think Kyler went three rounds later. Russ went five rounds later. And I don't know if there's a huge difference between Mahomes, Kyler, and Russ. Maybe there is. Maybe I'm wrong. But he had, like, Evans. Mike Evans was on the board. Kyle Pitts was on the board. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I, Yeah, quarterback was just weird, though. And I think maybe Matt and I fell into the same situation where we ended up going a little quarter. I, I, like, I didn't have my fourth rounder because Diggs is my keeper. And I will admit, I was worried about the – the QB run because it happens every year in our draft and it just didn't happen this year. So I feel like maybe Matt and I felt like we had to go quarterback early so we didn't miss out. And then, and then, yeah, it kind of maybe came back to bite us a little bit. Yep. No, I, yep. For sure. I don't know. I just, with Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there, maybe there'll something will, you know, he's obviously incredible, but. For sure. Um, what's your honorable mention? Um, so I didn't want to put this one on there and I think it probably deserves to be, but just because it was myself and I thought it would be more fun to call other people out, um, (laughs) and put it on the record. So I actually have myself in here for rounds five through seven, taking running backs with each of those three picks. I will admit to being just completely rattled when right before the fifth, my fifth pick, um, it was I can't remember the exact order. Here, let me pull it up. Yeah. It Williams, was Mike Sutton, Williams, Robinson. Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson. And I told myself at that point, like, 
if I just get one of these guys, I'll be happy. Like it was literally those three guys is who I wanted. And so when all three of those guys got picked, I just like had no idea what to do. Yeah. And I think, I don't know what other receivers I should have taken, but I should have just taken another receiver there. And so, yeah, I ended up going Brees Hall and now he might not even be the starter. And then I do like my AJ Dillon pick in the sixth round. I like that one, but I just kind of wish I wouldn't have taken the other running backs. And then JK Dobbins just fell so far. So I felt like I had to take him in the seventh round, but things are just not sounding good out of <laughs> the Ravens camp there. So I feel like there's a good chance that two out of those three are going to be big bus. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, yeah. If one of those three guys works out really well, then I mean, it probably, it probably works out for you, but, or even, I mean, if two of them work out, then it's like, Hey, that was worth it. But yeah, the, I agree. The, the Sutton Robinson Williams, I was, I was in every draft that I imagined in my brain, I was going to come out of the fifth round because I had two picks. I was going to come out with Mike Williams and Cortland Sutton. Oh, and yeah. I just picked the wrong one first because I didn't realize John had two chargers already. So I picked Williams and then mm. he went Sutton and yeah, then I kind of panicked and went Robinson. So yeah, no, that's still a good pick, but yeah, great pick. Tough. Yeah. But the other one I had was Esto Devonte Smith. I just think I think Devonte Smith's really good, but Esto had three running backs at the time, and he had Dallas Goddard. So, like I don't know if you think two, the two and three on the Eagles are gonna have enough volume to be like really good players. I guess then shoot your shot, but but I don't know. I feel like he could have gone running back at that point because now his running back room's a little thin. But, you know, Devontae Smith's incredible, so that one could definitely bite me, too. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Nice. All right, there you so. go. There you go, League. Bookmark this and make sure you uh, give us a hard time when we're inevitably wrong at the end of the year. Yeah, we will accept all of the, the freezing cold takes at the end of the year. So, well, hey, thanks for coming on. Yep. It's and been a pleasure, man. I've got one bold prediction for you. I, don't I want it. Okay. I need it. My bold prediction for this year, and I think it's bold because this never happens, but it's actually Nate Meter to miss the playoffs. <laughs> I I agree. I have him in the bottom three of draft grades. Are you doing – is that what the other segment of the pod is this week? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah I I'm completely agree. I didn't, like his, I didn't <laughs> like his draft. I think Tyreek – him taking Tyreek in the second round made him panic – a little bit for running backs, but Nate's always a big waiver wire. Oh yeah. He'll, he'll probably figure it out. He'll probably find his way in. Yeah. And I don't think he was the worst team. Like, I don't think he's the worst team in the league this year by any means. Like, so I want to put him at the top for whatever watch he signed up for, (laughs) but I will say, I do think that he's going to be struggling and he might be flirting with a little bit and it could be kind of fun to have, someone else near the bottom kind of flirting with last place for the first time. I've done it. I've been there. Oh yeah. Got me last too. and got ninth. So I know what that's like, but I don't think Nate knows what it's like. I don't think John knows what it's like. Um, that's Matt probably does it. it. Matt doesn't know. What Matt it's like. hasn't. Osh maybe did for a little bit, a couple years ago. So. Oh, last year he was, was it last year? Okay. His points four was 
atrocious last year and then he started winning at the end but yeah nate i would love to see nate and matt panic a little bit Mm -hmm. and john even i mean all three of those guys just get some new blood in the oh yeah it would be be a real treat but i but i think i think nate would be my favorite for the one to not favorite person necessarily although i'll admit probably would be one of my favorites to do that <laughs> yeah i just want to see how but he just like favorite reacts. like odds on odds are for him to be near the bottom without some incredible waiver wire moves which i'm sure will happen absolutely but we'll see yeah well hey looking forward to the archives being sent out and thanks again yeah thank you sloan it was a see pleasure you. have a good see night you, buddy see ya